Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. So contrary to popular belief and what I wrote in this morning's email, it is not Monday. It is not Monday. It is Wednesday, July the 5th. And you are listening to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And uh, yeah, I was so mad at myself. <laughs> I sent the email out and I was, you know, rereading it. Uh, I like to, you know, kind of go over it and make sure I got everything in that I wanted to say. And of course, I noticed I said, good Monday morning <laughs> right in the email, which a lot of people... Um, are probably going to be doing because we have like two Mondays this week. We got two Monday. We had Monday break and now we have the other Monday. <laughs> but the benefit of this Monday is we only have two work days after it. And so it is a short work week. And luckily we got some data on Monday. Otherwise, I don't know what we'd be talking about because um, there's not nothing happened yesterday and there was almost nothing that is happening today. We got FOMC minutes. That's it. That's all we got. And then Thursday, smorgasbord of data. I mean, we got the mortgage demand. We got um, ADP. We got trade deficit, jobless claims, job openings, and mortgage rates. And then Friday, we just have non-farm payroll. <laughs> Sounds like everything is happening uh, on tomorrow. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of it on tomorrow's show, but let's talk about what did happen on Monday. So we got a pretty good report, construction spending, and what has been the theme this or these last couple of months? I mean, there's been one main theme and that is construction is doing way better than anyone expected. Uh, Of course, we started the year at like decades low with regards to home builder confidence after starting 2022 at a record high, (laughs) we reached a record high. We then saw it fall to a a record low. And we assumed that this was going to, you know, most people did, that it was going to stay kind of low because mortgage demand had fallen, you know, mortgage rates had gone up. And so people thought there wasn't going to be this demand for houses. Little did they know that while yes, demand has fallen, it hasn't fallen below the level of homes that exist out there. There are no homes available, which is why you have seen the share of newly listed homes increase with regards to construction. So I think normally you're seeing like 10 to 15% of homes that are being listed are new. Right now it's like 30%. And so home builders are saying, okay, I get it. Our inputs are expensive. Commodities are still expensive. Labor's expensive. Uh, you know, buying land's expensive, but we are not seeing home prices fall. And because there is still a decent amount of demand out there, we're going to build. And so we've seen a lot of construction reports doing a lot better than expected. And that was, or that didn't change. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny to say. 
I got nothing. Total construction spending in the month of May rose more than expected, according to the latest data from the Census Bureau. Continuing the trend of construction reports not only doing well, but better than expected. Total construction spending rose to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $1.93 trillion. That is up 0.9% from April and is the second biggest increase of the year. I think in January, we saw like a 2% increase. So not only was it a big jump, second biggest for the year. Total construction spending is now up 2.4% when compared to the same time last year. And as I mentioned, this did beat the street. Economists were expecting a 0.4% increase. So they were still expecting something positive, but this was even better than that. Uh, Residential spending rose 2.2% thanks to... Were you going to say multifamily? Because it wasn't. It was actually single family. Usually, for the last couple of months, every good construction report has been really led by multifamily spending. That was not the case in May. Maybe we've reached kind of uh, uh, the ceiling on multifamily because single family spending rose to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of about $969 million. That is up 1.7% from April, but is still down. 25% from the same time last year. Actually, that should be billion, I believe. <laughs> uh, multifamily spending saw a slight dip to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of about $106.1 million, down 0.1%, so a decline. We have not seen a decline in a while on multifamily, uh, and that was up 20 from the same time last year. So multifamily seeing a little dip, little tiny dip, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, really not that bad. Still up 20% from where we were one year ago. So multifamily still way up, even with a little bit of a decline in May. So once again, another construction report showing that construction spending is chugging along even with all the supposed negatives. Like I said, higher inputs, higher labor, high cost of land, all the regulations. Uh, Still, they're like, we're going to build. And that's why home builder confidence is now positive for the first time in what, like almost 11, 11 months. I think the last report was 11 months. And then adding to the positivity for the housing market uh, is housing inventory. The weekly data that we get from Altos Research had housing inventory up for the eighth straight week. That's two months, baby. Two months inventory has been rising. There are 459,000 single-family homes on the market across the country. That is up almost 2%, 1.9% from last week. It is now at the highest level since January 30th. So we are almost getting back to where we were when the year started, which is, can you imagine talking to, I mean, really anyone, not even just housing, like a housing economist, but just anyone in economics. And they're looking at what was happening with the economy. You saw, you know, just demand plummet to start the year. Can you imagine anyone predicting that housing inventory seven months into the year would be below where it was when we started the year. 
No way. In fact, that's not supposed to happen. Inventory levels are down 10% from the start of the year, which normally inventory is up about 10 or 20% at this point in the year. So you're supposed to see inventory increase about 10 to 20% in July from the start of the year, and we're down 10%. So even if we get back to normal where we started the year, which is normal, by the way, it's, it's still not normal, we'll still be... 10, 20% below where we should be, which just shows you going back to our construction report, why we're seeing construction increase despite some of the negatives out there and concerns about a recession or what might be happening in the economy. This is where inventory levels are. It's, it's nuts. Uh, home prices held at 455,000. Of course, held meaning unchanged from the previous week, but they are still up 12.3% from the start of the year. And some 38% of homes on market have had a price cut in the last few months. If price reductions nationally get under 35%, Altos reported that'll be a pretty normal range and a signal that buyers are finding some ability to buy. And Mike Simonson, CEO of Altos Research, said the housing market is normalizing, which, of course, bad news for the crash bros. They they thought, man, they thought, they thought when this year started, demand was falling. Finally, after three years of predicting a housing crash, I didn't, I still didn't think home prices were going to crash, but I thought you would see a bigger correction. And they didn't even get that. I mean, they got it in some places, like California, Seattle, uh, or I should say California, Washington, maybe, I think, is it Oregon? I think Oregon might be taking a hit. Um, but everywhere else, nationally, no. I mean, I don't even, is it a correction? I mean, I think home prices are down like 2% year over year. I mean, I don't think that's even a correction. It's like, <laughs> it's normal. Uh, but Mike Simonson said in the release, quote, price cuts show us a much more balanced market now than any of the last three years. And remember, that's balanced at these prices and these rates. There are no signals anywhere in the data that home prices will fall this year. So he's saying we could end the year with home prices back in positive territory. And it really is crazy when you're looking at where rates are and when you're looking at where home prices are that we haven't. You know, I like to beat up on the crash bros. Because they're so quick to, you know, oh, here's 2008 all over again. They love scaring people, get them a lot of clicks, a lot of views, a lot more than I get. But in their defense, it does seem like we should be seeing a bigger correction. And yet, no. Now all the data is saying like, no, no, it's, <laughs> the housing's bottomed. We've already seen the bottom of the crash if... You want to call it that, which of course it wasn't home prices falling like 3% is not, it's not, once again, it's not even a correction, <laughs> better get a crash. So speaking of rates, well, not happening here, this is a little funny story. So over the weekend, or I don't know, was it the weekend? I don't know. It's, it's at some point in the last couple of days, um, I was watching a old nineties movie called wild things with, um, Kevin Bacon, Matt Dillon, Nev Campbell, and Denise Richards. <laughs> I forgot how uh, 
interesting that movie is. But it was funny because at the end of the movie, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end of the movie, one of the spoiler alert for a movie that's 30 years old <laughs> or almost 30 years old. Um, at the end of the movie, one of the characters is reading a newspaper and on the back of it, it says something. I got the, I'm going to pull, pull the screen cap up, but it's like a financial times article and it's talking about interest rates in the UK. And it says, I, I just think it's so funny because it's funny what was sort of normal back then. Here we go. This is it. Um, UK interest rates rise to five year high of seven and a quarter percent. And <laughs> this morning I saw an article over at Bloomberg where JP Morgan is saying there is a risk that the Bank of England will have to push interest rates as high as 7% and trigger a hard landing in the economy to quell inflation. Of course, hard landing means a crash. <laughs> and it's so funny that they're like, we have to raise rates to 7% and crash the economy. And then in the late 90s, seven and a quarter. I mean, sure, it was a five-year high, but... I wonder if that's the last time it was 7% was when wild things came out. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. A little funny uh, antidote there about what's happening with um, interest rates. All right, that's it. We got to go. Once again, busy, busy day tomorrow. We got mortgage demand at 7 a.m. Uh, private payrolls are supposed to increase by 228,000. So another decent report. That's at 8.15. Then we got the uh, trade deficit supposed to fall slightly. We got jobless claims expected to rise slightly. And then job openings are expected to fall back under 10 million to 9.9 million. So we will see because it is jobs week. It's a very short jobs week, but a lot of jobs data tomorrow. And then of course, Friday is the big one non-farm payroll, which is expected to rise 225,000. So there we go. It is a short week, which means only one more show. <laughs> two shows. That's normally, I, I normally do two shows, but at least this week I actually have an excuse for that. Uh, so you guys enjoy your first day back to work for some of you. Uh, and we will talk to you again Thursday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate, you buy real estate and wait.